Good morning. Today we'll be studying the eighth chapter of Hilchot Tefillah in Birchat Kohanim. This chapter deals with the prayer services of the Amidah uh, and the rest of the prayers uh, as a community, or from now we'll call it a Tzibur, which includes ten men above the age of Bar Mitzvah. Birchot Tefillah Perek Het, Halacha Aleph. Tefillah HaTzibur Nishma'at Tamid. The prayer of the congregation is always heard. Despite the fact that there may be transgressors among them. God, the Holy One, does not rebuff the prayer of the masses. Therefore, an individual must always associate and include himself with the community and with the congregation. And he should not pray privately so long as he has the opportunity to pray with the community. But just to point out, it is not a mitzvah, according to Harambam, to pray with a tzibur. And an individual should always wake up to go to Beit Knesset and always go at night to Beit Knesset. As an individual's tefillah is not heard at every moment, at every time. Rather, if he prays in the Beit Knesset, or unless he prays in the Beit Knesset. And anyone who has a Beit Knesset or a synagogue in his town and does not go there to pray is called an evil neighbor. And there are a couple of reasons for this. The most obvious one is just the fact that he doesn't want to associate himself with the community and is something that is frowned upon, to say the least, in uh, Jewish law and in the Jewish community as well. And it is a mitzvah. Here when Harambam says mitzvah, he is not referring to one of the 613 mitzvot. Rather, it is something encouraged and it is beautiful. For, and it is actually an instruction to run to the Beit Knesset. As it says in Hosea, let us know and we'll chase after the knowledge of God. When an individual leaves the Beta Knesset, he should not take big strides out of the Beta Knesset. Rather, he should go at a slow pace. And when an individual enters the Beta Knesset, he should enter and move into the Beta Knesset the di distance of two doorways, and only after should he pray. As in order to fulfill what the Pasuk says, to guard the posts of my doors. <clears throat> the study hall, the place where people study Torah and it's designated solely for that purpose, is superior to a Beta Knesset. <laughs> Even though the 
במקום שהיו עוסקים בו בתורה. Even though uh, some, there were some great sages that had in their cities many synagogues, they would only pray in the place that they would study Torah. And bearing in mind that they would pray uh, the tefillah with a community of 10 men or more. And that also goes back, this set part also goes back, I believe, on the first part of the halakha, that a Beit HaMidrash is superior to Beit HaKnesset, and individuals should pray in the Beit HaMidrash, bearing in mind that there are 10 men there. Otherwise, he should go to the Beit HaKnesset if there are not 10 men there. How exactly is the congressional worship conducted? There would be one individual praying out loud, and the rest would listen. And I think I mentioned this before, but there are a few different levels of listening uh, in Hebrew. Shemi'ah is obviously the highest level. Hakshava uh, and Ha'azana are the two other levels. And Shemi'ah implies a very close listening. It implies focus. So when Harambam here says everyone listens to the one person that's reading, it's not just listening. It's listening and focusing and really being tuned in in order for them to uh, relieve themselves of their obligation. And this community that we're talking about is no less than 10 older men, obviously older than 13, and they have to be free as well. They can't be servants, indentured servants or something of the sort. And the reader and the one that is reading all of the passages, he is included in the 10. And even if some of them already prayed and fulfilled their obligation, they are counted as part of the ten. And this is only if the majority of the ten people did not pray. So in any minyan, in any tzibur, you need six people at least that did not pray in order to have a tefillah tzibur. Similarly, Kedusha is not said uh, unless there is there are ten men. Also, Kiryata Torah, the blessings before and after are not said. And when we conclude in the Navi, it is also only done with ten uh, men over the age of Bar Mitzvah. Also, in regards to Kriyat Shema and the blessings of Kriyat Shema, it is only done with one person reading and everyone else answering, unless there are ten men. And this is what is coined Pores Al Shema. Also, Kaddish is only said with ten people. And the Kohanim also only 
bestow the priestly benediction on, in the presence of ten men. And the Kohanim are also counted as part of the ten men. As a congregation in Israel is only when there are ten men. And we learn this out from an interesting place, actually. As the Pasuk says in regards to the Heta Miragilim, after the Miragilim come back and share uh, a negative report about Eretz Israel, God says to Moshe, How much longer for this evil community or congregation? And and they were ten. As Yahushua and Kalev were excluded. Just a quick word about the word Eda. It's a very, very interesting word. It comes from the Shoresh Eid. And the word Eda, Eid, all have to do with testimony and testifying. And the word Eda actually means a group of people that were all witness to something and can testify about it. So when we say, Adat Yisrael, we're actually referring to the group of people in Am Yisrael that uh, in this context shared the negative report and were able to actually testify to it to Moshe. However, in other places, when we refer to all of Am Yisrael as Adat Yisrael, it actually is referring to the fact that we all were at Sinai and witnessed Borealam coming down and revealing himself to us and speaking to us as well, which is something that has only been claimed by the Jewish people. <clears throat> and every procedure of sacred or distinguished character can only be done in a congregation of Israel. Again, ten men or more. As the Pasuk says about God himself, that I will be distinguished within the Jewish people. And all of these things that we've mentioned, benediction. if they began and they had ten men, but some of them left even though they are not really authorized to continue they should uh, continue and may finish up uh, the tefillah and they can actually do the rest of the tefillah as a tefillah b'tzibur and it is required that the ten, all the ten men, including the shaliyahs, and additionally, or including the shaliyah tibur, are in the same place, uh, in the same location physically. If there was a courtyard that opens up to a bigger courtyard, and nine of the men were in the bigger courtyard and one was in the smaller courtyard, they do form a quorum and are referred to as a tzibur. 
If there were nine in the smaller courtyard and one in the larger courtyard, they do not form a quarrel. If the community and the ten men were in the larger courtyard and the shaliyah tzibur was in the smaller courtyard, they do fulfill their obligation. They are called a tzibur. If the community and the, the ten men were in the smaller courtyard and the Shayat Sibur was in the larger courtyard, they do not fulfill their obligation. As he is separate from them and is not with them in the same location. As in the larger courtyard, there are walls on both sides. And it looks like it's separate from the other one, from the smaller one. And the smaller one isn't separate from the larger one. If it's the corner of the larger one. Similarly, if there was excrement in the larger courtyard, it's prohibited to pray or to read Kriyachima in the smaller courtyard. If there was excrement in the smaller courtyard, it is allowed to pray and read to say Amida and to pray and to read Kriyat Shema in the larger one. Obviously, bearing in mind if there was not a bad smell, as it is separate from it. Messenger of the community, for now we'll call it, discharges the masses from their obligation. How so? At the moment that he is praying, and they are, when the Shehachibur is praying, and they are listening, again, the word Shemi'ah, listening, focused, and tuning in, and concentrating, and answer Amen after every Beracha, it's as if they are praying. Now, the word Amen uh, is a very interesting word as well. The word Amen is related to the word Ummah, the word Em also. And the word Em and Amen, it implies binding. So just like the mother binds the home, and just like in the word Ummah, it's a nation of people binded to each other, loyal to each other. The word amen is essentially saying that whatever uh, was said, after you say amen, it's as if you're binding yourself to that statement and saying, I am loyal to this statement. It's a very profound concept in Judaism. Uh, the idea of loyalty and commitment and binding and it truly is um, one of the foundations of the berit uh, with God because if we are not loyal to God then there will be very very little uh, to what we are actually what to what there is actually what to be loyal to when is this said that the Shaliyah Sibur discharges people from their obligation? In this is said in regards to someone who doesn't know how to pray. 
But someone who does know how to pray must do so and is only exempt and released from his obligation in his own prayer. And again, we mentioned this before that in the day, they, back in the day, they didn't have Sidurim and it was pretty difficult uh, to remember the Tefillah by heart. And it was not something that everyone had the ability to do. However, today, Baruch Hashem, uh, we do have Sidurim and learning Hebrew is also as easier than it has ever been. So generally people should be encouraged to um, to pray on their own and not rely on the Shaliyah Tzibur. Tefillah should be something personal, your own expression to God. and It truly is a privilege uh, to be able to pray and to ask uh, God for things and it should be done uh, as personal as possible rather than having someone else discharge your obligation for you. When is this said that the Shilach Tibur only discharges people who don't, need, don't know how to pray? On all occasions or all days, save from Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur of the 50th year or the Yovel. However, <coughs> on these two days, Shaliyah Tzibur Motzid HaYodea Keshem Shemotzi Et Mishen Yodea The Shaliyah Tzibur Hazan releases the obligation from those who also don't know how to pray, just as he does so for those who don't know how to pray. Yukoneshen Berachot Arukot, as they are very long Berachot. Ve'en Rov HaYodein Otan Echodin Lechaven Da'atan Bahem Keshaliyah Tzibur and the majority of even those that know the Beracha and know how to say it cannot focus properly as the Shaliyah Sibur does. Therefore, if an individual who knows the, the prayers and on these two days wants to rely on the Shaliyah Sibur to, to fulfill his obligation for him, he, it is in his domain to do so, or he has the choice to do so. And here, it seems that we're referring to the Musaf prayer of Rosh Hashanah and uh, Yom Kippurim of Yovel, as they are the same, uh, the same thing, as we mentioned before. That the prayer of Musaf on Yom Kippur is the same as, uh, sorry, Yom Kippur of the Yovel is the same as the Tefillah of Rosh Hashanah. Tachayod Aleph. An individual who is Shaliyah Sibur should only be somebody uh, who is among the more distinguished members of the community, both in thought and in action. Imhaya, a thought and intelligence and in wisdom and in action. And if this individual happens to be an elderly person, it's praiseworthy to appoint this individual. <coughs> and typically, a Shaliyah Tzibur is somebody with a pleasant voice who can read fluently. An individual who his beard hasn't yet been filled, even though, despite the fact that he may be a great and wise sage, 
לא יהיה שליח ציבור מפני כאבות הציבור. ישנה בי לשליח ציבור, אז it is not, not, not respectful for the ציבור to have somebody that young looking um, release them of the obligation, and among the ציבור would be elderly people as well. It isn't something that um, we want to encourage. אבל פורס הוא על שמה מי שיביש את תשע שערות ואחר שלוש עשרה שנה. However, he, somebody who has, whose beard has not yet been filled may publicly recite the שמה, as we said before, what פורס השמה is, from when he brings two hairs in his general area after 13 years of age. יוד בית, וכן העילג, similarly someone who his pronunciation is faulty and can't pronounce the letter as well, Someone who reads the Ayn as an Aleph, or someone who reads the Aleph as an Ayn. And so too, anyone who cannot pronounce the letters as they should be pronounced. He should not be appointed to be the Shaliyah Tzibur. And a rabbi, a master, uh, appoints one of his students to pray in his presence in a tzibur. Final halacha, halacha yod gimel. Hasumma, hasumme, hila. Poret al-shema, someone who's blind may lead the shema prayer in public. And he can be uh, made the shaliyah tzibur. Aval, misha ketevav megulot. However, somebody who whose shoulders are exposed. Even though he does uh, have the ability and may read the Shema publicly, he may not lead the prayer in the Amidah in the presence of the community uh, until uh, he covers himself.